The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and this evening we are so happy that you've joined us as we talk about career advancement. This is your host for the Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And, you know, if you are joining in live, thank you for doing that. And if you're downloading the podcasts, thanks for following the show. And hopefully you're also following along the blogs at GetCareerSmart.com. And if you have been following along, you know that in this show, we really explore tools and skills to help you manage your own career, knowing that we are all coming out of the age of being taken care of by our company and having to direct our own career in in this wild world of job change, right, where companies are moving and changing and new careers are popping up around the corner every day. So each week, I share my experiences helping thousands of professionals advance in their careers, and I bring in industry leaders to provide career intelligence. And really, the whole goal of the show is to help you stay ahead of this rapidly moving career curve and moving towards your goals for your career, your life. We talk a little bit about uh, both of those things and the way that they interact. If you were listening last week, we had a great guest in Susan Whitcomb. If you didn't listen in, I'd recommend you go and download the podcast. And we talked about career advancement, how to be promotable and getting promoted. And we're going to be building on that today. And we're going to be talking about leadership and how we define leadership and how leadership in, in its essence helps us advance in our careers. So if you have questions about leadership, career advancement, or really any career topic that you would like to ask me, you're welcome to call in live at 866-472-5790, or you can always email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. So if you listened in last week, you know that Susan talked about what it takes to be promotable, right? What it takes to move your career to that next step. And I would say today in our world of always better, everybody's always improving, things are getting faster. In some ways, these are things we have to do even just to keep the status quo, right? We have to be better, faster, smarter, just to keep where we are today. And 
So we talked about doing what we're expected to do first, right? And this is people's number one knock on millennials. And I would say it's true for all of us that we really have to do what we've been hired to do well. She talked about, you know, the old under-promise and over-deliver before we look up, right, to really focus on doing what we're doing well. Then she talked about being strategic, playing to our strengths, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight, having that emotional intelligence, and having that global perspective. And those were the five things that we talked about last week for you to do to be able to advance. Now, as you're listening to those things, you might think, well, that sounds quite a bit like leadership. And that's why we're going to talk about leadership tonight. And some of you may be saying, well, I'm, I'm not a leader. I'm not, you know, the vice president in my company. I'm not even a manager. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. That leadership is a mindset, not a position. Leadership is a mindset, not a position. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm asking you to be in charge or that you should take on and start directing everyone within your area. But it's simply that leadership is what you do to be good where you are. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And we're also going to talk about how leadership requires good followership. And I'm going to illustrate this a little bit with a story that goes back quite a few years, thinking back to the expedition of Shackleton. And I didn't know this part of the story until one of my fellow Rotarians here in Fort Collins, Colorado, told this story at at a recent event and talking about leadership. And you might think, well, how is Shackleton a leader? Well, if you don't know the whole story, you may not know that although his whole crew was stranded on an island for the better part of two years, those, those people were all rescued, right? They all survived. And what people really probably don't know, unless you're a big history buff, is that when Shackleton left all of his people on the island to go on the mission to find rescue, he left someone in charge of that group, someone who had not been the leader on the voyage, right? He was the leader. He was the CEO, if you will. And when he left to go find rescue, he left maybe his COO in charge, but maybe that person didn't even know that that was going to be their role. And it was that person's leadership on the island Every day, if you can imagine being stranded on an island without food, shelter, right? Well, they had food, but they had very little food. And it was that person's leadership that made the voyage a success at the end, that rescued all the, all the people. And, of course, it was also Shackleton's risk in going to get rescue and leaving everyone else behind to be able to do that. So thinking about that story to me highlights that sometimes it's not the visionary headliner, CEO, or maybe even the manager who is a leader or who determines the success of the, the project, the business, the voyage. And thinking about how all good leaders have to also follow, 
And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about good leadership. We're going to talk about how it applies to advancing your career. And even we're going to go through some of these concepts and talk about how they apply to your job search. And I'm going to talk through some of my favorite leadership books tonight. And the first one we're going to go through is is strengths-based leadership. And this is an idea that's been around for a while. It started with the strengths finder movement and assessments where you could go through and find your top five out of 34 strengths. If you haven't done that, I recommend doing that or doing something similar. There are some other similar types of assessments. Or just thinking, sitting down and thinking or maybe talking with someone to get some categories and themes around what you think are your strengths. And using those strengths on a daily basis is one of the things that Susan talked about to promote ourselves as leaders. And you might think, well, why? Right? If I'm just doing my job and doing it well, that may not use my strengths. And you're right. And we know that using your strengths at work on a consistent basis and actually even in life, is very measurable related to your success, right? To your money, to your advancement, all of those things. Why? Because we like to do the things that we're good at. And these are natural strengths that we're talking about. Things that we do well, things that time flies when we're doing them, and things where we produce great results, And although there might be part of your job that you don't enjoy and you do it anyways, your results in that area of your job probably are not the same as someone with equal motivation and skill who that area is their strength, right? That area is the fulfillment and light of their day and lose track of time for them. They are probably going to produce better results than you do because they love it, right? Because it engrosses their mind, whatever it might be for that part of the strength. And so when we talk about using our strengths as a leader, to me this is very important because what it does for you when you use your strengths as a leader is prevent some of the yo-yo effect, right? Or the next great thing, next shiny object, which we see a lot with leaders in our lives, right? Where they're all engrossed with this leadership philosophy and then they move on to the next leadership philosophy. And every time they're changing the whole organization, they're changing the way they interact with people and we might lose their genuine self. We might lose the ability to connect with them. And mostly we're just confused by the yo-yo of what are we going to get today in terms of this person and what they do. And so if you're choosing a predictable leadership style, let's do that based on our strengths, right? Let's do that in a genuine way where we are using the pieces of ourselves that are the best to put forward. And you might say, well, don't, don't I need to look at my weaknesses and work on those so that I can be a great leader? And the research says no. The research says we need to be aware of our weaknesses and strategies to use our strengths to cover for those weaknesses or 
solve those weaknesses in some way, maybe, but also to be aware of our weaknesses and find people that match up to us, right? Find people that complement us by bringing a strength where we might have a weakness. And we can do that within any level of an organization, right? Even if we're an individual contributor, we can recognize the strengths of our of our colleagues and be able to work as a team better because we can talk about what I do well, what you do well. We can give those people some great feedback, which we're going to talk about later. And we can promote our own strengths, which is important for us in our development. And when we're doing both of those things, it's very nice compliment, right? We're complimenting others on their strengths and we're using our own. And so the 34 strengths that you get when you take the strengths finder, you know, they talk about being strategic, being a, a learner, gathering data, being able to influence others, being able to connect different topics, being able to really believe in something and and execute because of that. Being, of course, the organized, the arranging, being able to do some of those tasks, and and really the, I like woo, woo is one of my favorites, and it's winning others over, right? Some of those abilities to to influence, to sell, are all wrapped up in these 34 strengths. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about how we might organize those strengths to really think about the different type of leader that we might be based on our natural abilities. And so how does that apply to us as we're in our position today? How might it apply to us if we are a leader? And in some ways, how might it apply to us if we're a job seeker and trying to communicate what our strengths are as we talk to others in networking, in interviewing, and maybe even on our our resume? So we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about these strengths-based leadership competencies and how they apply to you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant, and tonight we are continuing our theme that started last week to talk about career advancement and the qualities or skills that help move you forward in that direction. And today we're really focusing on leadership, but leadership in a very essential definition, right? Leadership as a mindset, as a skill set not necessarily as a role or position title. And that leadership, again, is just one of those critical aspects for moving up, right? I want to have to see that you're capable. I, I, too, need to like you. Some of those very basic things come through some of the skills and competencies that we're talking tonight about leadership. And one of the fun things I hope you'll get out of tonight is if you've always heard of these great books and you just don't have time to read them, I'm going to give you a preview, kind of synopsis of some of the books tonight so you could maybe decide if I wanted to go read them or maybe you'll get some nuggets out of tonight and feel like you can check that off your list and have one less kind of professional development book hanging out there to read. So we've been talking a little bit about The Strengths Finder which is by Tom Rath and Barry Conchi. I think that's how you say that. And it is uh, focused on helping you come up with 34 strengths. They have some great language in there. There's just good pieces of self-intelligence. And, you know, whenever you do any assessment, you really want to focus on what Can I take out of this? How can I leapfrog from this? What are the themes? What are the pieces that really fit for me? It's not meant to and is not going to be 100% accurate for anyone. It's not a horoscope, right? It, it, It is based on some very good data from the Gallup poll and doesn't mean it's going to fit for you in every way that it can. So what can you get out of it if you're doing any kind of assessment, whether that's the Strengths Finder, there's also some other career strengths online assessments that you might take. Building on the Strengths Finder, the Gallup poll and Tom and Barry came out with a book called Strengths Based Leadership. It's one of my favorite books to do and use with leaders and actually I've seen companies have all their leaders and maybe even some of their team members take this assessment and develop a team grid based on the four categories or leadership competency kinds of strengths that come out of taking this assessment. And so if you are thinking about, you know, what is my leadership style or what are my strengths as a leader? Again, 
not in position title, but in essence of being a leader, here's some, some food for thought. So the four areas are executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. So you might think about, okay, great. The words are fairly self-explanatory, right? If you are strong in executing, you probably like to have things done at the end of the day. You get things done quickly. You're probably fairly disciplined. You consider yourself to be responsible. And maybe you see yourself doing those things more than other people around you and really enjoying them, right? It's not a chore to you. Uh, to get things done. The details aren't a chore to you. Those are things that you love to do. You love to get it done and feel that sense of achievement at the end of the day. And that's a strength. It's a strength that not everyone has. And, and if that is your strength, you've probably noticed that about other people, right? And how can you communicate that strength to your team, to your boss, or to your subordinates if you are in a leadership role? How can you communicate that to them And as we talk about the other areas, how can you appreciate the other strengths that your team members bring and use them as a complement to the one that you bring? So influencing. Influencing is all about communication, maybe even being a little competitive, and that win others over that I talked about earlier fits in that area, of course. So sometimes I have salespeople who don't score and have any strengths in the influencing category does not mean they're not a good influencer, right? Or a good salesperson. They might just do it differently. And we'll talk about that in a minute. If you are good at influencing, you tend to be able to get people moving. You tend to be comfortable in charge and be confident and communicate that confidence well. Again, You probably have noticed that this is a strength and maybe not noticed how you can apply it. So start thinking about that. Even if you're not in a sales role, even if you're not in a leadership role, how can you influence others in a positive way? Again, while using their strengths and moving the team forward in the direction that you're supposed to. Now, this is a great one, of course, for you who are job seekers who tend to have influencing as a strength probably have very little trouble in interviews. Maybe uh, Achilles heel of not paying attention to reactions of others. So be careful of that. And in general, probably don't mind networking. Some of those areas are going to be a strength for you. If you have that influencing and use it, are you using it? Are you networking? Are you connecting with people? Are you flexing that muscle of of winning others over? Not in a malicious way, in a way that helps move two people towards a common good, right? The third area is relationship building. So thinking about, do I have empathy? Do I like harmony, right? Am I always trying to get everybody on the same page? Do I like it when everybody else is included? And when they're recognized for the strengths that they bring, right? A relationship builder really likes to be able to recognize others, to relate to others, to connect others, and even maybe make others better. 
Now, you can guess that some of my salespeople who don't score high in the influencing category tend to score high here. And they just sell differently, right? They sell based on relationship. Now, if you're strong in the relationship category as a leader, you are going to excel. And you may need to think about how those relationships move you forward and watch out for maybe your Achilles heel of focusing too much on relationships and maybe trying to involve everyone in everything, right? There are some, some downsides to each of these that we can watch out for. The last one is strategic thinking. Now, you can imagine that strategic thinking tends to be a strong area of focus, of strength for people who gravitate to the higher level roles. They're able to see a vision. They can see the future or, or like to look into the future. They're, they like to learn. And, of course, they like to be strategic. And so you're thinking about if that's you, how can you use those that skill set and how can you build a team around you that will help you with the other pieces? Now, very few people have a broad range of these. Usually, you're going to have some kind of focus in one of the four areas. And so building a team can really look like, how can I bring these other areas together to do something that works for me? And if we know we're really weak in an area, that's the best place to find someone to be our teammate, our colleague, right? That's, that is the, that's the ultimate goal. And as a leader, to be able to recognize your strengths, recognize the strengths of others, and really engage people in work that uses their strengths is not only going to make you a better leader, make you a a better perceived leader, right? Make you more liked within your team, but also make your team stronger, higher performing, all of those things that we wish for our people, for ourselves. And so when we talk about being a strengths-based leader, it's really leading in a way that works for you, leading from one of these core areas and cluing into that each of us have different strengths, And really being able to recognize that, which we're going to talk about in our next segment with some of the other leadership theories that are out there, kind of talk about the skill sets that you need to be able to recognize the strengths in your other team members and to to capitalize on those in a way that works with you. Now, if you're thinking, okay, so I'm, I'm job searching Think about how you might build your brand, right? We've talked a lot about brand. And even if you're not job searching today, part of being promotable and promoting yourself, as Susan talked about last week, is being able to highlight, promote, speak to your strengths. To be able to share them with others in a way that is genuine And to be able to go after projects where you'll get to use them and then talk to people about that, right? Susan talked about vocalizing. Yeah, I love doing that project. It allowed me to be strategic and I just get in a groove when I get the ability to do that, when I have the opportunity to do that. So if you're job seeking, 
think about that. How is the this part of your brand? How can you put some of these terms in your own words and really speak to what drives you, right? What makes you good at what you do? What is it that you bring that might be a little bit different? And your combination of strengths is going to bring that uniqueness to your brand, whether it's your brand as a leader or your brand as a job seeker. And it really lets others know what to expect from you, which as a leader is just key to having your team like to work with you, right? When they know what to expect. If you have that strong brand based around your strengths, job search is going to be easier. People know where to put you. They know where you fit. And maybe even your communications around who you are can be stronger, more confident, and future-focused in moving you forward. So go do some looking at your strengths. You can do some appreciative inquiry to come up with your own strengths. If you don't like the words in the Strengths Finder or don't want to buy the book, do some work on what is it that you do well, what is it where you lose time, where you get engulfed in the project. Those are what we're talking about as your strengths, right? They bring you energy and fulfillment. So we're going to come back here in just a few minutes and we're going to talk about some of the other skill sets that go into being a good leader and leading wherever you are in the organization. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Calling all CFOs, finance, and risk professionals. Your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence. How? Master risk management, cost control, and strategic decision-making by implementing game-changing technology advances like mobile, in-memory, and cloud computing, and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders each week on Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Join us for Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back, and this evening we are talking about leadership. And the idea for this topic came from our discussion last week where Susan Whitcomb was talking about the skills and behaviors that we need to advance in our careers. And and then I was teaching a leadership class this past weekend and kind of had this aha moment when we're talking about leadership. And it always takes everyone a little bit of time to change their mindset from thinking about leadership as a title or a position to thinking about leadership as a mindset, as a a way of working, a way of living, a way of being a professional, right? To be the leader where you are. And this idea initially came to me when I was working on a project about seven years ago. Wasn't really a leader yet. I think I was president-elect of the state board that I ended up being president of and was kind of thinking, you know, I don't know if I know how to be a leader. And I was on a group who was bringing in a training from the Leadership Challenge organization. Kouzes and Posner, and that's K-O-U-Z-E-S, talk about the the Leadership Challenge. And this was the first time that I had really thought about that I could lead from wherever I was, that being a leader didn't require a title, that being a leader didn't require me to to have someone else say, Marie, you're the leader. And I that was great for me. And maybe you're in the same boat, right, where no one's ever said, oh, you're a leader or you should be a leader or given you the title. And we don't have to wait for people to do that. And again, we're not talking about overstepping our bounds or being more than we need to be where we are, but it's being all that we should be where we are. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about leadership. And the leadership challenge really talks about that the opportunities for leadership and how we all have opportunities for leadership every day, no matter what our role is, no matter what our title is. And even when we are job seeking, you have opportunities for leadership in your own life, in your volunteer, whatever it might be. You have those opportunities every day, that opportunity to flex that muscle, right? To figure out who we are as a leader and to build great friendships, relationships, all of those things with the people around us by being the leader of our own life. And that's the, that's the main essence of what we're talking about today. And the, so the Leadership Challenge talks about a few things, and I, I like this book because it came with this little, little bookmark that helps you remember some of the key tenets that they saw in being a good leader Right, and so these aren't monumental, they're not wildly, mind-blowingly unique, but it gives us some structure for thinking about are we doing some of these things every day, right? Are we leading by example and 
and one of the gentlemen at the class I was teaching this weekend called this leading from the front. And he's not talking about being ahead of everyone, being better than everyone. That's not what leading from the front means. Leading from the front is that you do, right? You you do everything you would expect or ask of your people to have done or to do. And so thinking about that, leading from the front, being the person who does what needs to be done and and then delegates and then does some of those other things that we're going to talk about. But really setting that example and people will often say, you know, I lead by example. I, I love leading from the front. It's just a different way to think about that. And this gentleman was in the Army, Armed Forces, ROTC, I believe. And so thinking about that from his perspective really makes sense, right? When you are the leader in the military, a lot of times you are the first one out into battle, the first one leading the charge, whatever that might be, that's part of being a leader in that group, definitely leading from the front. Then the other thing that we talked about this weekend, and one of the things that I love about leadership, and I have to watch myself because I get wrapped up in it, is having that vision and really being able to inspire others, right? The Leadership Challenge talks about enlisting others. And that ability to get everyone on the same page, see the vision, and you can do that from any position within an organization, right? Though if you're not necessarily the CEO, that vision might need to align with the overall vision. But it doesn't mean that you can't set a vision and get everybody engaged in accomplishing a task within the framework of the way it's supposed to be accomplished and being able to direct your own future, right? Envision what's going to happen is all part of being inspirational and and being able to have that shared vision and build the shared vision among others. The next thing that I think we don't think about sometimes as leaders, and in fact, the group that I was working with this weekend didn't really talk about this much, is, is that ability to challenge, right? To find new opportunities, to take risks. And we talked about that at the very beginning of, of this segment as we were talking about the Shackleton story and that risk to go out and find rescue, right? And being a leader requires doing some of those taking some of those risks. And when we're thinking about job search, to me, this is one of the areas where we sometimes stumble, right? That looking for opportunities, there's so so much ambiguity and taking risks. And all of those things are muscles that we need to flex, things that we, that we can do while we're job seeking to keep that leadership alive within us, right? To keep that mindset of leadership alive within us. So think about that if you're job searching. Are you seizing the initiative? That's one of the phrases in here. And taking risks and learning from your experience. That's part of leadership. And you've probably done it in your business. So now that you're job seeking, don't lose that. Don't lose that ability to do those things. Fourth on on our leadership challenge is enabling others. And so thinking about, we were just looking at strengths, right? What are my strengths? What are other strengths? And how can I use my knowledge of those strengths in others and in myself 
to build others up, right? To really build relationships based on that depth of conversation and depth of understanding of each other. And recently I did a training for a corporate team based on this, right? That if you're really going to innovate and succeed and get projects done, everyone has to know who everyone is. And if you're building new teams, if you're starting as a new leader, or even if you're within a team as as a colleague and thinking, hey, you know, we've got all these new people, start talking to each other about what you're good at. Start talking to each other about how you can enable each other to be better. And the last one in the leadership challenges is encouraging the heart. And this we're going to talk about here as we move into our last segment. But really, this is all about giving others the recognition that they deserve, right? Are we giving feedback? Are we telling other people what they do well? Are we providing that positivity back to other people? And then to celebrate our victories, right? To really look at what we've done well, what others have done well. And there's a lot of stuff in the HR world around this. And again, this is one of the areas where as a job seeker, we tend to fall short. We are looking for the golden egg, right? Your job. We're looking for that golden egg or the next promotion opportunity. Whatever it is that you feel like you are seeking, don't forget to celebrate the little wins along the way. Don't forget to recognize the efforts of others to help you along that way. Doing those things not only makes others around us feel good, but it makes us feel good, right? It makes us feel good to recognize others. It makes us feel good to celebrate. And so whether you're looking for that promotion or you are a leader or you're job seeking, really think about how you are doing those two things. How are you recognizing the efforts of others in your journey and how are you celebrating the efforts of others and yourself especially in the job search to take care of yourself to really recognize what you've done even if it hasn't resulted in the end goal again you are practicing you're flexing that muscle so that when you do get that position and you're within a team you're still in the habit of recognizing and celebrating others no matter what the outcome, even if it's not what you had hoped or expected, if we've done, a, we've done something, we've made that effort, we've accomplished a step along the way, and really when you're job seeking, it's a lot of steps, and sometimes we can't see that there's steps, but looking at that and being able to celebrate that for ourselves so that we can celebrate it with others later. So thinking about those top five principles of leadership that come from Kuzas and Posner's The Leadership Challenge, I would challenge you to think about which one of those five you do really well already, right? Let's take a strengths-based approach to thinking about what we do really well already and how we might continue to do that and use it as a strength in our job search and getting a promotion or in leading our team, right? Do you model the way? Do you lead from the front? 
Are you great at inspiring others to your vision or a shared vision, shared vision, or maybe even the organization's vision if you're not at the level where you're creating that vision? Do you do a good job of experimenting and seizing opportunities, right? That opportunistic approach when it's appropriate. Are you building on each other's strengths? Are you good at that? And are you good at recognizing others and celebrating others? And identify a few of those things you're really good at and continue to do them. Continue to fill your cup by doing those things. And some of the other principles will come along as you move forward. So we've talked through the strengths-based leadership, Tom Rath and Barry Conkey. Now we've talked through the leadership challenge, Kuzis and Posner. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this all up by talking through one of my favorite books. Um, and it, it's Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here won't get you there. So just thinking about that, wherever you are, whatever got you there may not get you where you want to be, especially in, as we've talked about every episode, this fast-changing, do-it-better-do-it-faster world. We're going to need to take it up a step, going to need to take it up a notch. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can do that from Marshall Goldsmith. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back. In this evening, we are talking about leadership. And we're going to talk about how... 
we can be better leaders wherever we are. And we've been talking about our strengths. So our strengths as a leader, how does that look? How can we build on the strengths of others? And how can we promote our own strengths? We're going to talk about that a little bit more. And then we talked about the five principles of leadership from the Leadership Challenge and really thinking about are we leading from the front? Are we taking risks? Are we inspiring others? Are we engaging others? Enlisting others is the word that they use. And that goes right back to the strengths piece. And then are we encouraging and recognizing others' efforts? So some of those pieces all wrap together in one of my favorite presentations Marshall Goldsmith came to Fort Collins, Colorado. Our our chamber brought him out here. And it was just eye-opening for me. And as a young leader, this was probably maybe five or six years ago, and I was new in some of my leadership roles. And just thinking about all the things I was doing wrong, which he points out so eloquently and so well, and challenging some of those beliefs, some of those behaviors, most of them very automatic. And he goes through the 20 habits, the 20 bad habits, I guess. He doesn't say that, but that's where that's where he goes, of leadership, of leaders. And we're not going to go through all 20, 20 bad habits. You can get the book from the library. It's one of the ones that I would definitely recommend. And we're just going to talk through a few of the pieces that he talks about. And to me, the, the first one that we're going to talk about was a little bit of a, a contradiction. When I was in sports and, and in high school and, and even in college and intramural recreational sports afterwards, I always apologized, right? Even when something wasn't my fault, we lost the game, someone else missed a shot, someone else missed a a spike in volleyball, whatever it was, I always found myself apologizing. And I would say, oh, you got to stop doing that, right? You got to stop doing that. And so interestingly enough to me, one of Marshall's behaviors that we should do is apologize, right? And he equates it to being okay with not winning, right? Being okay with not being right, which we talked about weeks ago in the top five obstacles stopping your career advancement, right? The likable fool versus the incompetent jerk. No, incompetent fool, likable jerk. I'm not going to get that one right today. That's all right. But knowing that we're not always going to be right and being able to apologize for that is part of being good leader. Well, hey, I have some of that muscle. I can get that back. I tried to stop myself from doing it for a while. But then he talks about coupling that with telling the world. So we're going to apologize. We're going to admit the things that we don't know, right? We're not going to be that know-it-all. We're not going to be that that jerk, as the Harvard Business Review article talks about. But we're going to admit when we don't know something, apologize when we do something wrong, and then be able to promote ourselves when we've done something well. And you might be thinking, oh, but that's kind of contradictory. And yes, I would say I felt the same way. And I like some of the ideas that he puts forth to 
thinking about how to advertise yourself. So again, this is Marshall Goldsmith talking about what got you there won't get you here. What got you here won't get you there. And I love this. Treat every day as if it were a press conference. So people are people are there and what were you are how are you going to stay on alert to do what's right because you know people are there. Right? It's kind of that would you do that if your mother's around or what would you do if your mother's around? Thinking about it that way. And then thinking about how we are taking on our career as if it was a political campaign. Right? Not that we need to be that political and be doing that exactly that way, but thinking about how we are winning over people. And now that we've become good leaders or maybe we're working on becoming a good leader, how are we getting others to see that success? Not just because it helps them see that success, but because it keeps us true to working on the things that we need to work on based on what we've talked about already tonight. Now, the third thing that I want to pull out from here, I have a family member who's experienced firsthand in talking with Bill Clinton. And no matter what you thought of Bill Clinton politically, it the idea that he demonstrated so very well was being able to remember people's names and say something about them personally positive when he met them. Now, some people have said, oh, you know, he has a secret service in his ear telling him who you are and what your name is. And I would say that the things that he could remember about my family member who got to meet him were not things that could have come from the secret service whispering in his ear. He remembered from meeting them before, and he just had that ability to make you feel better about you. And when we look at charisma, and we've talked about this before, but that charisma is something that you can practice and get better at. And that's one of the pieces is listening so well that I can say something back to you that makes you feel good about you. And when we're talking about leadership, and we're talking about leadership as a mindset, not as a position, to me, this is one of the keys, is being able to build others up around us, right? Being able to recognize our own strengths, recognize the strengths of others, and communicate not only our strengths, but communicate the strengths of others to them. And that's probably more important than communicating our strengths. And so if you are job seeking, if you're looking at at moving up in your company, or if you are already a leader and want to be a better leader, I would encourage you to think about your leadership as a mindset, not a position, to evaluate what you do well, And to really focus on what are the strengths of others and how do I reflect those back to them so that they can build on their strengths now that I've learned how to build on mine. And doing that and being able to build a team like that is not perfect, right? It's not going to happen every time. It's going to take a lot of work. 
and most of all in some of the things that that Marshall Goldsmith talks about, it's going to require us not to have to win all the time, right? It's going to require us not to have the best idea all the time. And being a leader, to me, is learning how to do that and do more of that every time I get the opportunity to do it, to build others up, to recognize the contributions of others, and to let others build on their ideas and see what comes of it that I could have never imagined. So as you're thinking about moving out into leadership or your job search, I would encourage you to focus on your strengths and build on your own ability to be a leader, leader in mindset, not in position. So hopefully you're following along at GetCareerSmart.com and we'll be talking more about leadership as a mindset, not as a position on the blog this week. And if you would like to contact me, you're always welcome to do so at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at AStrategicAdvantage.com. And be sure to tune in next week and we'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.